Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I have the privilege of having Kendra Lee. She's the author of a few books, The Sales Magnet, I Want to Magnetize More Sales, and Selling Against the Goal. Kendra, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me today, Umar. It is a pleasure to be here with you. So right off the gate, I want to commend you on your website. It's got really clear, crisp messaging on, hey, if you want to do more business, you want more leads, you've come to the right place. Good job on doing that. Thank you. I'm always excited when I hear that we've hit the mark. Thank you. I was at a conference uh, doing a keynote many years ago with about a hundred and some odd sales managers in the room. And I said, okay, the sales process plus or minus is getting the appointment, doing the presentation, handling objections, closing the deal, and then getting going deeper in the account or getting referrals. Is that fair? And they go, yep, that sounds about fair. And I said, okay, where do your salespeople get stuck most often? And what is the impact on their uh, sales? And two things, one top spot. One was getting appointments. And that's what we're going to talk about today because a lot of people do not know how to fill their pipeline with quality appointments. And they estimated 50% of their earning potential gets left on the table when they don't do that. And the other one that came up tied was actually closing the deal. And that also had about a 50% impact. So you and I are going to solve, actually, you're going to solve the problem of that first thing, how to get more clients, how to get more appointments. So Kendra, tell us about your company and what you do, and then let's start digging deeper into prospecting and lead generation. What we do is help small companies get more customers. And we do it through lead generation and sales prospecting training. Because as you pointed out, that's the area that is the hardest to figure out in the sales process. So we help them generate more leads to then follow up on. What's interesting is that a lot of things in life are really easy to do. But our mindset makes it so much harder than it needs to be. And certainly prospecting and picking up the phone and calling people, our head plays tricks with us, right? Oh, yes, without a doubt. I, I believe that a big portion of the challenge of prospecting is just the fear of what's going to happen if somebody actually does pick up the phone. Absolutely. And if they do pick it up, they may be mean to us. But can I tell you a joke before we get started? <laughs> Definitely. Do you know how to make a salesperson shut up? No. Give them a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so true, Omar. The minute you say to somebody, call, they just freeze. It's interesting. And when we do prospecting training, when I speak with business owners or executives about it, the one thing that I say is that we're going to give salespeople the confidence to call because once they get going, they're good. But they don't want to pick up the phone because they've lost their confidence very often. So in a minute, what we're going to do, if that's okay, is figure out how you get people in the right mindset to make calls. And then what is the process you show them to make the calls? And just to kind of kick us off, I was working with a client and one of their salespeople on how to use the phone prospecting. I'm not an expert there because my areas uh, of expertise is mindset. But I said, okay, make some calls while I'm in the room. And he made some calls and I recorded them. And I said, okay, do me a favor, call one of your friends at home and invite them out to the movies. So you're your best bud. 
So he picks up the phone and he calls his best bud to ask him out to the movies. And I say, okay, now listen to one of your calls that you made to a customer and notice the tightness in your voice, the formality of it, the awkwardness of it. And now listen to the call you made with your friend, how warm it is, how engaging it is, how relaxed it is. And that was like an eye opener and dare I say ear opener for this person to go, oh my God, I had no idea that my voice changed when I was doing prospecting versus when I was talking with a friend. What a great idea to have them do that and then listen to the differences. Because I think a lot of times that's exactly what keeps people from wanting to talk with a salesperson, that they feel tight and nervous. It feels scripted and they're just not natural. They're not being themselves, not with the receptionist or the gatekeeper that answers, not with the voicemail. And who wants to return a voicemail where you sound stiff? or scripted. I love that. That's a great strategy, Umar. So before we end the call today, remind me that I'm going to share with you the voicemail message you can leave that gets returned 100% of the time. By the way, this is a joke. It's not real, but it's funny. Uh, So Kendra, (laughs) tell us if I wanted to, let's say, do a campaign to, let's say, 100 VPs of sales, how would I start that process? What would I say? How would I get... Walk me through that. How would you help customers do that? Well, I'm going to talk about it from the prospecting perspective, what we would Excellent. help people to do. And then later, if we want to talk about it from a lead gen perspective to set it up for prospecting, we can. Sure. Take for, it away, Kendra. Yes. <laughs> for a salesperson, they want to start with what do they think is the biggest issue that people are really frustrated about or concerned about, but they have some emotional attachment to that really needs to be solved. I mean, right now, everything has to be an immediate need if you're going to break through. So what's the immediate need? What's the problem that they're feeling right this moment? And that's the place you want to start because that's what you want to convey. Hold on there just for a second, Kendra, because I think absolutely 100% that's the place to start. A lot of times companies themselves do that badly. They look at the situation from their point of view, we're the best company to do XYZ and we're amazing and this is what customers want. And I guess when you talk to some of their customers, you find out that the customers actually want something quite different. They're buying it, but they're buying it for this reason. This is the problem it solves. So how do you get salespeople to figure that out? Because sometimes what they think isn't accurate. My recommendation, if you don't know what that is, is call some of your clients, your existing clients, and find out what's going on in their world right this moment. And they're already clients, so they don't need your services, but finding out what's bothering them, what they're trying to work on, or what was the biggest issue, or what were they so thankful that your company helps them with because it's a problem they didn't have. So I would use existing customers to find out what are the issues, or if you have prospects that you are already working with, then ask them what they're grappling with right now. And I'd start with people you know, just like calling and asking a friend to go to the movies. 
So I think that's brilliant on a couple of levels. So number one, if you don't know, freaking ask. And number two, the people that you ask that your customers, they see this as a customer service call and they feel valued and it strengthens the relationship. So not only are you getting the information you need, but you're also making them feel good about it as well. And I think sometimes the way they articulate the problem, that is gold because they do it in a way that comes from emotion as opposed to us that we do it more in a clinical, analytical way. So uh, good for you. So once a salesperson knows this is the problem I'm solving, what's the next step? Once they know the problem, use the words just like you talked about, the way that the customer or a prospect described it, because that's probably what's going to resonate with a prospect. So I'm going to say, write out what you'd like to say about that. No, we're not going to use it as a script, but it gives you a framework of, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. So you're going to open with that issue. And your whole goal is just to get an appointment. So from there, you want to link to, well, why should they talk with you? Because you're going to help them with that issue. Either you're going to share what others have done or are doing to solve that, or you're going to talk about ideas you have on how they could do it, but you want to set an appointment. So the next step is write out what you think you want to say so that you have a framework. Absolutely. And I think uh, if you can uh, name a couple of your clients that are their peers that gives you social proof that your stuff works is really useful. Certainly ideas makes a lot of sense. And I think if you add to that two more things, one is if you've got some data around whatever that situation is, like you'll improve your XYZ by 33% or this happens to 75% of companies, don't be one of them. That helps a lot. And Kendra, can you talk about questions? Because sometimes asking a question really interrupts the prospect's need to hang up on you. So how would you help them ask the right questions to get people to go, huh? I want to comment on your comment about data and then the question. I agree with you. If you've got a data point that you can reference in the call, that will pique people's interest because it lends credibility to what you're talking about. For questions, have your first question prepared because you may use it at any point in that conversation. While you in your mind may be thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to talk for a little bit before they're going to say anything. The reality is you may need to dive right into your question. So your first question should directly relate to that issue, that problem, that need that they are feeling right now. You know, don't start, don't tell them, oh, I know that people are going to be start moving from safer at home to back to the office and they aren't sure how they're going to be able to do that so that you start off talking about that as a problem and you may be really worried about it. You know, I know our clients are worried about it. Don't then go into, so how many staff do you have? Yes. We didn't ask anything related to that. We were talking about moving from remote work to going back to the office. So your first question has to relate to what that issue is and it has to be open-ended, something that requires them to answer with more than just yes or no or get off the phone. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So once you start that dialogue, how do you get people to the, what is the next step? Is it getting them to accept a meeting with you? What's next? I like to have a brief conversation because if I can have a brief conversation in this first call, you know, only two or three minutes, 
then a couple of things happen. One is you can leave a lasting impression so that they're more likely to keep an appointment. Another is that when you go to remind them of the appointment or if they miss it and you need to call and say, hey, we were going to talk about, you know what they were interested in. So in just a couple of minutes, you can gather enough information. So to me, that's the next step. We're going to ask a question. We're going to get a conversation started. We're going to have a brief conversation about that issue or need that they're really emotionally connected to. And then we're going to set our appointment. Brilliant. And I'll just uh, backtrack a little bit, if I may. Mm -hmm. When we came out of the caves... Basically, if you weren't part of a tribe, you were dead. Your group was everything. And it's almost hot-wired into our DNA that we need to connect with a tribe. And, you know, before I got on the call with you, LinkedIn basically said, hey, do you want to find out more about Kendra Lee before you have a call with her today? And it was like, hey, how do you know I'm having a call with her? Get out of my head. But that is such a useful tool that if you can find something that makes you part of that person's tribe, it just changes the entire nature of the call. I was on a call with someone that used to work at Hewlett Packard, and I worked for them in a different country for a little while. And somewhere on the call, I said, oh, by the way, I noticed you work for HP in you know San Diego. I used to work for them in Toronto, and it just changed the entire nature of the call instantly. It was like, oh, really? Do you know so-and-so? So just doing that little bit of research on LinkedIn before you go in, if there's any commonality, even if, oh, my son went to the same school as you did, is enough for them to kind of say, you're part of my tribe and be warmer towards you. I love using LinkedIn that way. The other thing I'll do is Google and see what comes up. Because interestingly, you know, if they've written an article and it wasn't for whatever reason in their LinkedIn profile or they were highlighted somewhere, yes. you can find information about them. If you don't have a connection from the school or hobbies, because a lot of times hobbies are another place, you may have read something they wrote that they have in their feed in LinkedIn, you know, a recent post or an article that they've pinned. All of those are things that you can talk about with them. And they're fabulous conversation starters to change the whole tone. Absolutely. And uh, quite flattering for the person receiving that. Oh, you wrote that article. I really liked it. And they want to help you. What's so interesting is when you use that frame of mind or frame of reference, it's like they want to have a different type of conversation with you. And I call that helping. It's like they're much more open and receptive and they, they want to know, oh, well, why are you calling me then? And now they're going to work to say, oh, I'm not the right person to talk to or, oh, well, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Maybe we should be doing something. I don't think so, but tell me. And we end up landing the appointment. Mm -hmm. And then what? You land the appointment and then some of your work begins because you want to keep that appointment. So most salespeople will stop and wait for the appointment to come. But if you don't have any communication between the time that you set the appointment and when the appointment occurs, it's easy for a prospect to forget why. Now, if you had that connection we just talked about from LinkedIn, you stand a better chance that they'll remember because you have a personal connection. But if you didn't have that and your appointment is a week away, so many things could happen 
that caused them to say, oh, yeah, I don't really need to meet with Omar today. I don't remember what we were going to talk about. I've got other stuff to do. So to me, that's when your real work begins. And so how would you stay on their radar? Combination of things. If you are not connected in LinkedIn, I send a connection invitation and tell them that you're looking forward to the call. That's one thing. Another is based on what you're going to talk about, share something interesting. Maybe your company wrote a blog post. Maybe there's a video. Maybe you saw something that relates to the topic that is from a credible source that you want to share with them. So you can give them a bit of information. The other is to remind them what you're going to talk about. I am a big believer in sending calendar invitations. Yes. In the body, put what your agenda is going to be and make it more specific. So little bits of communication, not so that they feel like you are overwhelming them. Pick one or two to do and use those to remind them why they're going to talk. Brilliant. And I think one of the things we can do is before we end the call with the prospect, when we've got the meeting to say, hey, you know, we're all busy and I've got a couple of things I'll be sending you in the next couple of days. So look out for those and almost like coach them on it. So it's not an unexpected surprise. It's like, oh yeah, he said he would send it or she said she would send it. And it also kind of just frames up that, you know, we're serious people and uh, we want to add value to you, Mr. Prospect. And we expect you to be there at two o'clock on the 15th of May. We're setting their expectation that there's going to be something else coming. And as you said, it's a value and our conversation will be a value. So setting that up before you ever get off the phone, I'll be sending you a calendar invitation. I'll put the agenda in it just as a reminder. I'm also going to send you this really interesting article that I saw that I think you'd find valuable because or I'm going to go ahead and send you a LinkedIn connection invitation because we should definitely be connected, whatever, just letting them know so that they're looking for it and expecting it. Kendra, one of the things that you did that uh, I was commenting on your website when we started the conversation today, and one of the things I noticed on there was uh, 60 ways to prospect remotely. So tell me about that and how can the listeners get access to that? We have recognized how challenging it is to prospect right now. And so we've been creating different resources for people to shift how they would normally prospect to being able to prospect remotely. So I brainstormed a list of 60 different ways that you can prospect today, many of which I've actually used myself and put it into a checklist of ideas that a salesperson can go and use and choose and say, oh, today I'm going to try a new way to prospect. I'm going to email somebody a report um, that our company's written because I think they're going to find it really valuable. Or I'm going to connect with them on LinkedIn and then email them. You know, we've got lots of different ideas. They can't, oh, would you put it in the show notes, Umar? Let's do that so that they could get it that way. Absolutely. Because I think at, uh, when we're by our lonesomes at home, uh, being stared at by the dog that wants to walk or doesn't want to walk anymore, that would be absolutely useful. Because I think even if we pick three of the ways out of the 60 to test, we're going to find stuff that works. And so thank you so much for doing that. I'm going to put it in the show notes. 
Kendra, thanks so much for the conversation today. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. We're going to put all your contact information in the show notes. Any piece of advice you want to give people before we uh, end this episode? For prospecting, you have to look at it from the perspective that people really need what you have, but they don't know that it's out there. And if you can identify what the issue or the challenge or the need is that they have and how it's affecting them, I mean, you need to reach out and tell them that you're there and you're there to help and available to coach and guide them. Don't look at it as, oh my gosh, I'm making another prospecting call and all I'm going to do is set an appointment. It's all about helping your prospects because what you have, they need. So keep that in mind and just have fun with prospecting. You're going to go meet a whole bunch of new people. Who doesn't like that? Kendra, thanks so much for being on the program. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait uh, till our next. Thank you, Umar, for having me. I appreciate it. And if anybody has a question, just reach out to me through the website or LinkedIn. Brilliant. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 